0: This is Helping of Happiness episode number 178 today we have on Lee Lincoln she is an author and she is also an advocate for the homeless community she is going to tell us teach us today all about what leads to people experiencing homelessness and how we can help hi i'm hilary hess and you're listening to helping of happiness I am a crazy mom of seven kids, and at Helping of Happiness, we love to help build up families by providing delicious family recipes, exciting travel guides, and home and family hacks to make your life more manageable and more fun. There are a lot of things I am still learning and I'm trying to figure out, and that is why we have this podcast, to have our friends come on here and teach us and inspire us to be better and grow closer to Jesus Christ. Well, I'm really excited to introduce you to my new friend Lee Lincoln, who is an author today on our podcast. Um hi Lee, how's it going? I am doing
1: awesome.
0: Thankful to be here. <laughs> well, I'm so thankful to have you and to learn more about you cuz you have such an interesting life that you've been living and different experiences that I feel like not always the norm for everybody. And so I can't wait to learn from you and have our friends that are listening learn from you as well. So let's just start just a little bit about, just tell us about you and your family and kind of your background a bit.
1: Well, so I was a single mom for most of my son's growing years. Um, He's now a beautiful adult on his own. But um, yeah, so I I kind of was doing that whole thing with being a single mom. I homeschooled him. And so, yeah, I, that's I a did... lot. being a single mom and homeschooling, that's a lot. Yeah. I, I didn't necessarily pick the easy road in life as, as a mom, but I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I enjoyed every minute of it. Uh, okay. There's a caveat there <laughs> because again, being a mom is hard being a single mom is really hard being a homeschool mom is hard you throw all those things together yeah it (laughs) but still I wouldn't trade it. it it was a beautiful life so that's awesome that's awesome
0: you've had all this experience with the homeless so tell me about that how did that how did that begin I mean this has been like most of your life you've been working with the homeless so tell me about this
1: Well, I was adopted. So from the time I was really small, I understood that we are put on this earth to give to others. And my parents showed that by literally giving my siblings and I a home because we were all adopted. So, So how many adopt, how many siblings do you have that were adopted with you? I have a brother and a sister. Okay. There were three of us. So I always knew that. I was meant to give to others because that was modeled by my parents. And so for me to, to give everything was not enough literally because my parents gave everything to us literally. And so for me, it just didn't seem weird at all that I would just jump in and start doing homeless and poverty advocacy because those people had no home. And I had been given this beautiful gift. Adoption is this unusual thing because when you're adopted, you are literally chosen by someone to be their child. It's a very different dynamic parent child wise than having a child. I'm not saying there isn't a beautiful love relationship between a parent and a child, but when you're adopted, it's a very, very different relationship. <laughs> and it's beautiful and it's special. And you know you're chosen. You knew where you were picked and wanted and loved. And so for me, I just didn't see anything weird or odd. And, then, and I realized that my family dynamic growing up is unusual however for me it never seemed that way so because that was normal (laughs) for you yeah because it was normal for me yeah
0: so how did you begin to go to the beginning of your being an advocate for the homeless and all of that like what what how did that start was that a volunteer was that a trained thing you know how was
1: the no I just I started volunteering at soup kitchens in my teens and it just morphed from there because the need was so great. And the need always is there. And when the economy is bad, the need gets worse and the economy picks up a little bit, the need kind of eases off a little bit. But there are always people who struggle because here's the thing, everyone has this mental image of what homelessness is and you're probably wrong <laughs> because most people think it's the, the drunk bums on the corner, right? Or it's the mentally ill, right? But you'd be wrong. There are a lot of single mothers out there that are homeless. They've fallen too far and they don't have the support of family and they don't have the great jobs. So they end up sleeping in their car. It is the veterans who have PTSD and they can't cope with the, the world and they end up homeless. I met, once met a doctor who was homeless, who had so much debt from medical school. Yeah, he had this great job, but he couldn't afford an apartment. <laughs> so oh I don't mean, really can be anyone. And right now the economy is really bad. So there are so many families that five years ago never thought they'd end up experiencing homelessness. And now they are because they're having to make the hard choices between paying rent that doubled over the last two years or buying food or paying the car bill or, you know, yeah, there's all these oars and they can't pick them all. And so they end up on the streets one medical bill a lot of times is what puts families on on out because they can't afford to have a medical crisis so there are all these factors and a lot of people don't realize what what leads to people experiencing homelessness and i've seen it all over the years literally i've seen so many crazy stories of yeah and it's what we call the slow spiral into homelessness you make one bad decision or one bad thing happens and then you slowly slide and it leads to one other thing one other thing one other thing one other thing and what is one thing too many and then you lose that shelter and and i've seen it so many times and it's it's one of those things that when when is one thing too many it's the straw that breaks the camel's back, right yeah mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. so what kinds of things have you done in your advocacy for the homeless what 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 has that been look like for you?
1: uh I've worked in homeless shelters. I've worked at soup kitchens. I've worked at community development organizations to try to get people into their first home so that to prevention prevention is key, right mm-hmm. to try to stop this from happening in the first place. I've worked at community organizations where we've worked to get people great jobs. Because again, prevention, right, is if they have a great job where they're they're making ends meet in the first place, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I've done kind of all different angles um, to try to make sure That there is a safety net because a lot of times there is no safety net people are like oh but there's welfare welfare tends to be a trap not a help so yeah there there are a lot of different things and i talk a a lot about the war on poverty that the government started well almost 60 years ago now and that that is a tragedy that led to an increase in poverty rates not a decrease Uh, because well there's a lot of different reasons I won't go into but really we need to be helping our neighbors and making sure that people have what they need and when government gets involved it tends to not work because there's no accountability and when we're watching out for our neighbors and when we're on the ground and and paying attention to what's going on, there's accountability. And that is one of the biggest things that we need to be doing.
0: I love that. So what are some of the ways that like we can be actively helping the homeless? Like how do we get involved in helping at shelters? We just show up or like contact that, you know, tell us how how like service
1: project ideas, anything like that, how we can get more involved. A lot of shelters that. are always looking for volunteers. There's also lots of community groups that do what's called street feeds, where they actually go out into various places where, where people who are experiencing homelessness tend to congregate and they actually feed them where they are. Because statistically, people who are experiencing homelessness will not come into shelters or soup kitchens um, until they've gained the trust of several people. Um, Because, again, this is something that a lot of them have been shamed or they're fearful. There's, There's a lot of issues going on. And so they won't come in until people reach out. So street feeds are great. So if you go on Facebook, there's a lot of local groups that will post on Facebook what they're doing and what events they're hosting um so you can you can go to your local community events page and see if there's a street feed in your area and if they're looking for volunteers um i know in my local community there's several groups that do this um you can look and see what's going on in your area and what volunteers they're looking for uh the neighborhood app is also great for this and a lot of people don't like use Facebook to to complain <laughs> and instead use it proactively to, to help. And if there isn't a group in your area, you know, think about maybe getting some of your neighbors together to start a group.
0: love that. I love that. So street feeds. I love that. I've never really heard of a group doing that too much, except for when I was in high school, I, I grew up in Reno, Nevada. So the casino's Yeah, they take everybody's money, but they do do a lot of service for the community as well. So one of our service projects was to put on a Thanksgiving dinner, like just outside on the pavilion at one of the casinos. And there were homeless people for I mean, there were just so many people that came and it was so great. But that was one where they gathered. But I imagine something special like that where you really get the word out. You know, it's not necessarily coming straight to the people, but maybe they knew. Had enough people talking about it that they'd heard about it before but i've never i've never heard of people going straight into the into the camps or whatever that they're living in so i think that that's really a cool way of just being with those that that need you and suffering with those that suffer i think that that's amazing because there are desperate circumstances with the homeless i know Sometimes people are really scared to maybe serve with their children or even go in those areas by themselves. How do you interact safely either with your children or just maybe even with your friends when you're when you're going out and being with the homeless?
1: Um with children, I know there are several soup kitchens that will allow children to to serve meals. Um when I was in Baltimore years ago, There was a group of homeschool kids that would come in once a week and they were great. um, This is a a great way to get kids to understand that children oftentimes are homeless um, because you see them coming into soup kitchens. Also, a lot of schools have programs where they send backpacks home with kids that are homeless for the weekends. And so a lot of schools have programs where the kids can help, um, bring in food for those backpack programs, or they can help pack the backpacks at the school. So you can contact your local schools and see if they do have kids who help with those programs. Um, because odds are your kids probably know a kid who's homeless whether they realize it or not because a lot of those kids don't like raise their hands and say yep i'm homeless oh, um, i'm sure they're not broadcasting to the class that they're yeah, in that situation but, but odds are most children know a kid who's homeless uh especially right now um because the the numbers are just out of control um with what's going on with the current uh with the current economy situation odds are every child knows a child unfortunately right now so there are lots of ways to get kids involved a lot of uh, local pantries also will allow kids to pack the boxes um, that they pass out so you know just contact your local agencies and see if they do allow kids to help um I wouldn't suggest bringing kids to homeless camps unless you're sure that they're safe. Um, Especially right now, there are a lot of crimes being uh, committed and a lot of the crimes are actually aren't committed by those who are experiencing homelessness. Um, Unfortunately, they're being used as um, safe spots for local drug traffickers. Unfortunately, Uh, there's a lot of, stuff going on that is, um, behind the scenes and not necessarily by those that are experiencing homelessness. Um, because again, it's a major crisis. Um, so unless you know that that particular camp is fairly safe, I wouldn't suggest you bring children there. Um, but if there's a street feed going on, that's a fairly safe environment. Uh, but Again, I I would say if it's organized and set up by a a local group, I would say it's fairly safe to bring kids to. I used to take my kid all the time, although he's now in his 20s. But yeah, I used to take my kid all the time to various events and things. So
0: no, I Um, think it's so good for them to see that not everybody has what they have. I think it, it makes them a little more grateful and hopefully a little bit more giving I know that there was one, our, our area is pretty good in the summer where they try to provide lunches for kids, even when school's not in, whether it's from different fast foods like Chick-fil-A or different other churches around here, will have lunches set up and then games for kids so that they can come to the school and have lunch every day. So maybe they're not eating dinner or breakfast, but at least that they can have a lunch every day because they're missing that when school's not in session, right? Right. Um, Yeah. And so that's been a fun way to have, get my kids involved in something like that, where it's definitely a little bit more organized. Yeah. Thank you for sharing so much of that. I just think it's always such a good thing to be thinking about, especially as we're getting into the holiday season. And, you know, I think everybody's hearts are a little bit warmer for those that have a little bit less. And it's also, I'm sure a much even harder time to be homeless when you don't have those comforts of home and those traditions that you maybe had in the past
1: yeah and here's the thing a lot of people are really generous around the holidays and then they tend to not be the rest of the time of the year however the need is there year round i mean Mm -hmm. people don't just need to eat at thanksgiving and christmas so this is something i really encourage people to think about year round um so and, and I'm not discouraging people from helping at the holidays, clearly, but it's something that happens all the time where there are people that are struggling all of the time, especially right now with, mm-hmm. with inflation being what it is. There are families that so often their kids, the only meals they get are the, the free meals at mm-hmm. school. So Mm -hmm. yeah, so it's great when there are programs in the park in the summer where they get a lunch, but are they getting meals outside of that? Right. This, this is a big concern. Yeah. And, and it, it is year round. It is a year round problem. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Are there any interactions
0: with these people that have just changed your life? Like any stories that stand out? Well,
1: it's it's always been a thing for me that you know, to just sit down and listen to their stories. And this is really where a lot of the stories of my first book, Road Home, come from. Every one of them have have touched me in some way because, you know, some of them never wanna come off the streets. They they're happy where they are. Because they've just completely lost faith in humanity. And then there's others that, if you just listen to them, they're they're willing to finally trust and finally take that that leap of faith and and do something to change. And, and I've heard so many stories over the years. And you know, from veterans, especially like Vietnam veterans, who just lost complete faith in everyone and years ago i talked to a vietnam veteran who was living in caves and just was unwilling to even come out of the cave and i had to put the food literally like you know at a designated spot and it took me years to get him to where he would even talk to me a little bit and And then there's, you know, the single moms that are afraid to talk to anyone because they're afraid someone will take their kids away, which probably will happen, right? If they admit that they're homeless. And there's so many stories from so many different people and so many different reasons why they've ended up having problems. And it just, they all break your heart at some point. (laughs) And I know I'm pretty sensitive. I'm a sensitive person. (laughs)
0: But I think that that's why I wanted to have you on, right? We need that perspective. Everybody's got these different experiences. And I think that this is inspiring for me to think, you know, what's a, what's an organization I can jump in with? You know, I know that there's a great website, justserve.org, if you worked with that one or jumped on there, but they have a lot of local service projects. A lot of different homeless shelters or different um, like Meals on Wheels or just different Different things like that for people that are really in a low p- place. Um, Kids Against Hunger. I don't know if you've heard about them too, or they they prepack yeah. meals.
1: Yeah, there's so many great organizations that help in so many different ways, and this is why I say just find something that's local. Just jump in. The yeah. need is so great.
0: And maybe that's a great thing with it being the holidays and having that giving heart. Maybe this is just a jump start. You know, this is the, a good time where there's a little bit extra going on. Jump in, do something, and then keep up with them throughout the year after you've had this experience right now with these organizations. I think that's awesome. So you mentioned your book a little bit. So you're an author. Tell us a little about your books and what they're about. Don't give us like any spoilers or anything but of yeah. course not.
1: So <laughs> right now I I have one series called Broken Roads um cuz every life is broken uh, and if you're the one perfect person on the planet I have yet to meet you. Um <laughs> I am not that person. <laughs> so uh so this series uh is um has a different character in each book who's facing a different problem that they must face and then fix. So the first book, again, Road Home, is about a homeless woman. Um, the second book, Road to Freedom, is about a man who's dying of cancer. The third book, Finding the Real Road, is about a woman with a really bad marriage who finally divorces the guy and then tries to rebuild her life. And then the fourth book in the series is The Road West, which is about an older woman who, when she was young, almost had an affair and then just had a whole lot of guilt her whole life over that moment of almost having a mistake. But yeah, so so that is that series. And then um, I have a new series now called The Path to Family, and it is all about adoption. And uh, the first book in that series, Lost Father, is from the birth father's perspective. And it's his journey from the moment he got his girlfriend pregnant in college to 50 something years later, when the child reaches out and says, hey, I wanna meet you. So um, it's it's gonna, gonna be a beautiful series. Um, basically the same story told four different ways. So interesting. Yeah,
0: and are these all fiction
1: or any of these based on true stories? Well, they're technically fiction, but they're all things that I've heard, seen, been there done that. by situations that
0: you've seen in your
1: yeah i i'm a 50 something year old woman so i've lived a lot of life met a lot of people heard a lot of stories over the years and so just have a lot of stories to tell at this point love it i love it okay and where
0: can we find you and find your books
1: um, the best way is to go to my website, com. That's L-E-I-G-H, Lincoln Author.com. Uh, All the information about all of my books is on my website. You can find my social media pages. Everything is all there. So I've made it super easy for people.
0: Perfect. And we will have that link in the show notes so that if people are on their show notes, they could just tap that link and get straight to your webpage. In case they're driving or walking or something and don't have a chance to (laughs) type that down or write it down right now, so awesome! Is there anything else that you wanted to share today?
1: No, just again, I just really encourage people to find a way to help, and if it's not people experiencing homeless, there is lots of other charities that really need you, and so just pick a cause, find your passion, go live it. Love it. I love that. Find your passion.
0: Go do it. Go do it. That's so awesome. Well, do you have a few minutes for our three helpful and happy questions? Of course. I love to throw this in here because Helping of Happiness, our blog, we talk about family recipes, family travel, and different home and family hacks, as well as housing our podcast archives. So this is fun because I love to talk about these things, talk about these things forever, and it helps us get to know you a little bit. So... For our first question, it's what is your favorite food or meal? My favorite meal
1: is paella. I'm kind, of addic- I'm kind of addicted to Spanish food. I go to Spain all the time. Paella is just one of those dishes you can make 70 different ways. It's amazing. It's fun. I just love it.
0: I lo- I've never had that answer. That's a great one. I love that. I need to find a good paella recipe. That sounds like it'd be really delicious. So fun. Okay. What is the best you've obviously traveled if you go to Spain all the time, right? So what's the best trip you've ever gone
1: on or you have a dream vacation or both? Again, I'm addicted to Spain. So my favorite trip is going to Gran Canaria. Uh, I just love those islands um I, and I've put them in one of my books Road to Freedom I talk about Gran Canaria and this little town terror. uh I went to their their festival it was just so much fun again I'm addicted to Spain I could talk about Spain all day Oh <laughs> that's-,
0: that's so fun Spain is on my list I've not done Spain yet we've been really close to Spain but we haven't quite done Spain so that would be, that would be so amazing. What's so Grand Canaria in
1: Spain is your favorite place to go and. Yes, there. I, I love it. It's, they have beautiful weather. They have beautiful people, amazing food, I just, you can't beat it. Oh,
0: it's amazing. <laughs> okay. That's on my top of my list then. All right. Finish us off. Do you have a home or a family hack for us?
1: Always just be spontaneous and have fun, whether it's cleaning or, or travel or whatever. Uh, If it's not fun, it ain't worth doing.
0: (laughs) I love it. Fun and spontaneous. I love that. That's a great message. And you can put that in any aspect of your life, as you're saying. That's perfect. Well, Lee, it's been so fun to get to know you a little bit. And I'm encouraged to go and try to find some more ways that I can be helpful with my family and find a cause I'm passionate about. So thank you so much for for
1: being on and giving us a bit of your time. I was pleased to be here and I am so glad to uh, have met you and uh, looking forward to getting to know you a little better.
0: Don't go away yet. I have just a little bit more for you here on some other great ideas for ways that you can get out and serve. One of my favorite ways to do that is to go to justserve.org. They have, you can put in your zip code and then they have all of these things come up in your area that's local to you of places that you can serve, things that you can do, and you can even put click on there that you want to do something remote. So that's really cool. There's also these really cool giving machines that are traveling around during the holidays to different locations that has been put together by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And it's basically just a service vending machine. So instead of buying chips or a soda or something out of a vending machine, you are donating to somebody in some way. So we are going to have my friend, Melissa McNeely. She is such a service-filled person. She is amazing and she works really hard she's the area public relations of collin county she's the communication director for the um, dallas texas east communications council for the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints it's a mouthful i probably got wrong but she is going to teach us all about the giving machines and what you can expect when you go there and it's just really fun and melissa is just personally one of my dear friends we've carpooled for years she has saved me on many many occasions when it comes to kids and everything else so um she's just got such a big heart and i'm looking forward to hearing from her for just a minute I am really happy to introduce you to my good friend, Melissa McNeely. We are talking about the Giving Machine, and she has done so much work with the Giving Machines. I could tell you a little bit, but she is the expert. And this is just such a fun way to serve this Christmas season. So, Melissa, let us have it. Tell us all
2: about the Giving Machine. Oh, my goodness. So, the Giving Machines... um are a campaign sponsored by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints as part of its Light the World campaign. And for a few years, they have had these red vending machines that are actually reverse vending machines in the community. And the concept is really quite brilliant. Um, Instead of going to a vending machine to get a soda or a candy bar, you actually are walking up to a machine to find a way to donate to a very worthy organization Um, either right there in the community or there are even some global charities as well that are always featured in the machines. The church is really excited because this year they actually doubled the number of machines available worldwide. In the past, there have been thirty-something machines and this year they've got 61 in various locations throughout the world. And so there probably (laughs) is one near you if you were just to look it up. And, um, I have worked um, with a team that has brought the giving machines to the Dallas-Fort Worth area for the very first time this year. Um, The machines that we have are a set of traveling machines that started in San Antonio around Thanksgiving. They were there for a couple weeks, and now they are here in DFW. They were in Sundance Square with Marie Osmond at its tree lighting um, last week. Um, Right now, it is in Main Street Grapevine, which is the Christmas capital of Texas. And next week, beginning on December 19th, they will make their final stop in McKinney, Texas, and in, in downtown McKinney, right across from the Performing Arts Center that is the old courthouse building. It's in front of LY Outfitters. Um, we have a launch at 10 a.m. on Tuesday the 19th, and the machines will be there through um, January 1st. And so if you are in the area, at least in DFW, we encourage you to come and give. Come and have an experience of giving to a charity near you. You can even come and give to a global charity. I'm excited that some of our global um, partners allow you to give chickens and beehives, but we also have some very worthy um, local charities in there. One that is near and dear to my heart is located right in McKinney. It's the Samaritan Inn, which is the only homeless shelter in Collin County. Um, we've been so great to part. It's been so great to partner with them. Um, one of the cards in the machine is for an overnight stay at Samaritan Inn, so you can pay to pay to put someone up for a night at the Samaritan Inn. And Samaritan Inn also has our only card that is for pets and animals. There's a canine care card that you can pay to take care of someone's animal. You know, there's a lot of people that um, choose to stay unhoused. Because it would mean that they would have to surrender their their pet, which um, is really hard for a lot of people. They view their pets as family members, and so it's just really wonderful that agencies like the Samaritan Inn have um, have pathways that you can go ahead and keep your keep your loved four legged animal, your four legged family member, with you. Um, and our giving machines are allowing that to happen this year. That is so amazing! I didn't know about the Pets Day. That's so cool.
0: Oh, I love that. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much, Melissa. So, and if you want to come, our family's going to be over there probably twice on December 22nd. If you want to catch us with the kids singing, it's going to be really fun for, for two different opportunities there. So come
2: wave at us and it's going to be such a blast. Have you been to all the locations so far, Melissa? I have been to all the locations. Something that's unique is that the machines are open 24 hours a day once they get to their spot. So if 2 a.m. is your favorite time to go to a giving machine when it's quiet and peaceful, they'll be available. There will not be volunteers there to help you with the process. Our volunteers are there from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day, but um, the machines are available 24 hours a day. It's really funny. It's something we joke about is that I believe it was Nashville, Tennessee, their machines um, actually were right near a few bars and they had quite a few, quite a bit of traffic in the middle of the night as the bars closed and people were walking by, that's when they had some foot traffic. So, you know, we will will take any giving anyone wants to do whenever they want to do it.
0: That is so fun. Well, and I've, we've only participated with this in the past, just online because we haven't had a machine near us and the kids still love buying a goat or a chicken or, you know, whatever funny thing there is to them because we don't usually have goats and chickens in our suburb area. Um, so that that's always been really fun, but I'm excited that we can actually go face to face with this machine. And it's such a good way to take care of our community and even those globally, I think it's special and Is there anything else we should know about these machines? Um, So
2: something that you should know is um, just a price point is the cheapest item in the Texas giving machine is $5 and the most expensive item is 150. And so there is something for everyone. You know, one of the things that we've done in our home is I have children that have their own money because they have jobs. And while they will happily spend mom and dad's money at the machine, we've challenged them personally to give from their own. Mm-hmm. um, from their own money. And so, you know, they're, they're pondering what they're going to purchase at the machine, but, you know, even as little as $5, there is something for everyone yeah. and every price point can participate. So I think that's really, really special.
0: That is really special. So, and then they so do they accept, I guess this is another thing we should say, do they accept cash and card or just card or what are the payments of the giving machines? Just
2: Yeah, it's just card. It's card. They do accept Apple Pay. And one of the things that is important to know is that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints will cover all the, all the covering costs, all the overhead charges for this. When you approach the machine, it will ask you if you want to pay those fees and if you decline it, the church will cover it. So you don't have to feel like there's fees on top of things. Um, the church will pay for it so that 100% of your donation does go to the agency that you are giving to. And the other fun thing, just one last fun thing that I wanted to share is that in our machine, um, there's a, there is a code, um, that you can hit 777 and I think this works in all the machines but if you hit code 777 it will mean that you purchase one of every card in the machine and if that is something that you are in a position to be able to do there is something of a 777 challenge we are kind of keeping track of those as big donors um the price the price tag on that for our machine would be 1350 dollars So if you were in a position or you wanted to pool money with a group of friends and you wanted to go do a 777 challenge, I think that's a really fun thing. Marie Osmond did a 777 challenge (laughs) when she came to our Machines in Sundance Square. That is really cool. I love that. That's really
0: fun. What an opportunity to just give to all different kinds of things in one little shot. That's really fun. Thank you so much, Melissa. We sure appreciate you and you putting all this effort and work into getting us a machine nearby and, and in promoting something that is so good, especially as we are all trying to be a little bit more giving and kind during the holidays. It's really special.
2: Yep. No, it's just a wonderful thing to do to help you feel a little bit of the Christmas spirit and know that you're doing something for others, which always is something you, you seek for at Christmas time. Yeah. Love that. All right, are we all jazzed up,
0: ready to go serve and make these holidays bright and light the world? I'm ready, let's go do it. If you wanna see us, make sure you go over to The Giving Machines on the 22nd in McKinney, Texas. We are gonna be there around two o'clock and around six o'clock. And the kids are all gonna be singing, it's gonna be awesome. And if you wanna go but those times don't work, then look it up online and find where you can get a location. And, uh, just the merriest Christmas thank you so much for being here it just means the world to me to have you tune in month after month be with us here at helping of happiness it's something that really fills me up I really love podcasting I really love getting on our blog and getting those family recipes ready for you and typing up our travel tips and sharing our home hacks I just it, it just brings me a lot of joy and I hope that it's really bringing you a lot of joy too If you're enjoying this episode, please rate and review us, share us with your friends, take a screenshot of this episode cover, or just tell us on social media something that you really like, right? Like a little story or a post and tag Helping Happiness and let us know what you're enjoying so we can see what you love. Have a merry, merry Christmas and happy new year.